Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today's guest is Chris Marshall, and he is really into like real estate investing and this sort of stuff, but also systems and processes. And he has his own company called um, Ari Incorporated, which we're going to learn more about. Quite frankly, I didn't want to go too deep into it because I wanted to learn it like fresh and on the fly, but it is a software company and an AI kind of business. So it'd be fun to talk about the things that are going to show up in this conversation, like AI systems and processes. And I'm really excited to get to know Chris more. Um, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing really good. It's been a really good Monday so far. That's awesome. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good Monday. I forgot it, it was Monday. Yeah. Um, cool, dude. Well, yeah. What? Tell me just real quick, like what made you decide to become an entrepreneur and start to, you know, like share and teach things online and make that kind of like your business? Yeah, uh, I think I was ruined pretty early. Um, my father had a construction company and that was my first job at 15 working for him before I graduated high school. I was training people twice my age uh, to finish concrete and build decks and do all that fun stuff. Um, and so I just watched him and had a taste for being able to kind of do what I want when I wanted. Uh, we took, you know, certain days off early. We went out and got lunch whenever we wanted. And it was just awesome. Uh, after we sold that, I tried working for some other people. Uh, worked at like JCPenney's, selling insurance at State Farm, selling cars. Um, some of them I were good at. Some of them I was terrible at. Hated all of them. Um, was not someone who could work for other people. And so uh, ended up starting my own construction company again. And then that ultimately led into real estate investing and investing in general and startups. And now what I'm doing with Ari. Right on. Yeah, that's super cool. And actually I can relate because <clears throat> I was in construction. I followed my dad's footsteps in construction, but it wasn't, he, it wasn't his company. He worked in a local union, but it was like mm -hmm. the highest paying plumbing union in the world um, in San Francisco, local 38. So I followed yeah. that and um, I realized it just wasn't what I wanted to do, but it was interesting because like you, I was like 22 and I was being groomed to be like the next guy to run jobs. So they were like giving me like five floors just to run myself and do the whole job. And I had apprentices that were twice my age, you know, yeah. and I was still an apprentice and I'm like, this is kind of weird. Like, you know, and they, some people would have like the ego trip or whatever, but you know, I was good at the job. I just wasn't happy. So that's kind of like what led me into leaving that and starting my own entrepreneurship journey. Um, yeah. We sold that company at 20 when I was 22 and the next job I had was going and working for the people who bought that construction company. And it was just immediately different. And I, I just couldn't do it. I was only there for a couple months and just had to leave. It was, yeah, yeah it was bad. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I think it's important to notice when you're not happy somewhere and actually just like make a decision to leave, but people mm. notice that they're not happy, but then they don't leave. And my yeah. indicator for me was, uh, how often I was spending time in the bathroom, quite frankly, <laughs> it's like, that's how much you can tell how much you enjoy your job and how much time you stay in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, Cause I look forward to just like, I want to get away and just like be on my phone, especially when I learned about coaching and that sort of stuff. I was like, Whoa, this is, I was just reading articles about how to do it and what it, what it is and all that. So I was obsessed with that. And I'm like, this is probably yeah. a sign that I should consider something different. Um, yeah, that's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, man. So tell me a little bit about Ari. What is it? What was kind of the conception of it and how'd that become like your thing now? Yeah. So Ari was, uh, kind of a solution to my own problems as a real estate investor. So Ari is a start to finish real estate investment platform. 
we act as like the operational brain for owner operators. Those are the people who are doing the flips, the people who are doing the rental property, stuff like that. Uh, we come and do bookkeeping, task and team management, and then a couple other stuff. Um, book, bookkeeping. I don't know if I said that one. Um, there's a lot of features inside of it. And so that's just kind of where we're at. I wanted to take all these different things that I was doing in spreadsheets and all these other pro uh, software. And I just wanted to see one complete picture of everything. And that's where uh, Ari came from. Okay, cool. So is it, you said something earlier before we hit, hit record where you said it was like Siri. What did you mean by that? So Ari, yeah. So Ari actually stands for Artificial Real Estate Investment Intelligence. Oh. So we are an AI company, and we're building out an actual assistant that I can talk to. So it has all the feed, all the data, uh, everything that I have on that real estate investment company, all the properties I have, and I can just sit there and talk to it like I would. Jarvis was my original goal uh, from Iron Man. I love, a huge fan of Iron Man. Mm. And uh, so I wanted a Jarvis that I could just talk to about my investing and, you know, get feedback on my portfolio, what I should do next, all the tasks that I need to do, stuff like that. So I wanted a name that I could like talk to. And so Siri, Ari, yeah. Seems legit. And yeah, I was telling you, that's uh, my nephew's name too, is Ari. Spelt a yeah. little different, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's rad, man. I just, that stuff is like, I don't even understand how people come up with like <laughs> software and coding and stuff. Like I know how to use software, but to like create it yourself, it's just wild. Um, it's getting easier and easier every day. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you can use other software to create your own software, right? Yeah, basically. I mean, not even ChatGPT. There's this, there's really cool things called visual scripting uh, builders and um, they really got started in video gaming through like Unreal Engine and um, uh, the other major video game builder, but Unity, that's the other software. Oh, okay, right on. Um, so Chris, what, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's thinking about starting an online business or being an entrepreneur now that you've been in the game for quite a while? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is just after you have a bank account for that business and all that setup, all the stripe processing stuff, I really, I'm a big fan of Alex Ramosi. And he, he says, go, mm -hmm. go get your LLC, go get a bank account with that LLC, go set up stripe. As soon as you're done with that, go out and start talking to customers and sell them something. That's all there is to it. Right. Um, so like whatever you think you're going to sell, just go out and talk to people who you think you're going to sell it to. And then you can either start by asking them if they have problems that you think your solution might solve, or you can just say, Hey, here's the thing that I'm thinking about selling you. Do you need it? Um, that's as simple as business really gets. Yeah. Alex Ramosi is the man. He, uh, he does yeah. a great job at just simplifying things, which I appreciate because some people just make it so freaking complicated. And I'm just yes. like, <laughs> you talk too fast. You make it too tall, complicated. <laughs> like what's going yeah. on? Uh, yeah. Something that, you know, to kind of dovetail off of that, cause uh, you know, I invested so many times trying to figure out like, how do I get clients and you know, how do I make this be more consistent? Cause I would get the one-off client every now and then. And the little, three-part mantra that I kind of developed after tens of thousands of dollars, probably maybe even a hundred thousand dollars or more, you know, just like investments and stuff. Um, and trying so many different things like cold email, cold DMS, um, going to networking events, speaking on stages, like all the stuff. I was just trying all these things. I was like, there's yeah. gotta be like, just like something simple. Cause everyone has all these different like formulas and stuff. And um, the kind of little mantra I came up with was connect, inspire, invite. And that's what's really worked for me. 
and it's kind of what you're talking about. Like it really, people do make it way too complicated. Like what Alex Ramosi saying, like get an LLC, yeah. get your bank account set up, you know, have a way to process payments and then get out there. But like the get out yeah. there is where people kind of get stuck. Um, it is. <clears throat> so this is like, what's helped me is connect, inspire, invite. And, uh, you, you have to just like connect with people and a great way to do this. I, I mean, I interviewed uh, this guy, Greg Faxon. We have a podcast episode from way back, but also it's a YouTube video that we made. Um, he is just really good at like helping people fill their client roster, like coaches and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I worked with him and he taught me a ton just about really simplifying, really awesome dude. Um, and he said like one of the best ways to get clients fast, your first set of clients, which I totally agree with is to go to an event where they are congregating, otherwise yeah. known as a watering hole, you know, and just go strike up conversation, but like get yourself in an area and get connected with people that you could help. And then yeah. just have conversations, kind of like talk about what you do. But the connection piece is just starting the conversation. Like if you see someone that you're attracted to, you're like, they're never going to know that I exist or am available unless I strike up a conversation, you know? And I don't yeah. know if they're available, but like no one's going to know. It's just going to be a guessing game. So you have to like start an interaction. So that's like the connect piece. And then from there, you inspire people by talking about like who it is you help, what you help them do. Um, it's good to share like a bold or polarizing opinion as well. And then just like typical results that you get for people. And just like, if yeah. you can share those things and just talk about it in conversation, then people who are intrigued are going to be like, Ooh, and if they're asking you questions that shows that they're inspired. And then from there you can invite them to that next step, which could be let's hop on a call or book another call or pick up my lead magnet or whatever it is. And what's cool about it is that you can customize that however you want because you can speak on stages, do connect, inspire, invite. You can go to networking events. You could create YouTube videos and content and people watching the video, now you're connected. You inspire them with your content and then you invite them to take that next step, which could be to book yeah. a call or to pick up a lead magnet and build your email list. You know, So that's like what's helped me and I just felt that that would connect with the viewer. Yeah, I like that. I mean, so, like you said, so many people just overcomplicate it and it's not really that complicated. You go ask them if they want to buy the thing. And if they say yes, great, you made your first sale. If they say no, you say, okay, what would it take for you to buy this? What does this product or what does this service need in order for you to say yes? And then if they say whatever they say, you say, great. If I do that and I come back to you in a week or two, however long it takes me to add that into the service or product, will you buy it then? And then if they say yes, great. If they say no, then you say, well, why not? <laughs> Yeah. They might say because your breath stinks. No, go brush it your could be. Yeah. Or it's just, they don't, they don't connect with you. You know, it's like a huge yeah. part of it too, is relationship building. And that's like, I think that that's really, really important is to, cause you can be making like YouTube videos for a long time. And there's people who will watch, yeah. you know, your channel or listen to your podcast or your content for like six months. And in every video, if you're like promoting your lead magnet, which you should, uh, to yeah. build your email list, then people are they're going to eventually be like, I'm going to pick that thing up now because now I've built enough trust with you to where I'd be willing to do it. And the better you get at creating content too, the better you can build that trust in a single video. Be like, this person's freaking legit just off of one piece of content. You know, that's why I think it's so big to focus on that long form content. It's fine yeah. to post. I've talked about this with different guests on the show too, about it's good to post, um, like short form content. It's huge right now. It's great for getting discovered. Um, but like, you know, 
it's, I think it's good to kind of be like a trailer to your long form content. Mm. And then people go over and they watch your long form. If you watch YouTube shorts, these channels are these big creators, they have their shorts and then they have their YouTube videos. And what I notice, I don't do a lot of shorts, uh, but I've noticed this with people is they do a cool video. It's kind of like a condensed version or a condensed point of a version from their big video. And then at the end of the video, the CTA or call to action in the short video is if you want to like learn the whole thing, I made a whole YouTube video, which you can click right here. And then they go over to watch the whole long form video, you know? So it's kind of like, gets them where they probably wouldn't have watched that long form video, but now that they got a little trailer of it, then they hop over onto the long form YouTube video. So yeah. I, th- I think when people are getting started out uh, or when they're starting out in like building the content for their people, another thing that I, I, I maybe I listened to Alex Hermosi too much this weekend, but another thing that popped into <laughs> my really mind is my- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we were talking is he, he's like one person, one problem, one place. Just whatever it is that you're trying to do, go find that one person that you're going to do it in the one place that they're in. So if it's a Facebook group, just fill in Facebook groups. If you want to do TikTok videos, do that. If you're going to do YouTube, long YouTube videos and webinars, whatever, just do that. Just sell until you have a decent income coming from that one single channel. A lot of people stop trying to sell to people because there's so many different places they can, or they get, they freeze analysis paralysis. is a common thing that we say in real estate investing. There's so many options. There's so much to do that they don't know where to start. Just pick, pick one thing. Just if it's, if it's podcasts, do that. Just go all in on podcasts. Don't worry about, you know, turning that podcast into YouTube videos and then YouTube shorts and then TikTok reels or whatever they all are. Just, just sit down with one person on a conversation like we're doing now. And, and talk to them and build from there and then get to a certain point, start turning that podcast into YouTube stuff or into reels or whatever it is. Um, that's, uh, that's what I've been doing, but then he put it into a much better framework of just one person, one problem, one place. And I, I really like the, that little phrase there. Yeah. I think it's great for, you know, getting started with something, even if you're there's some people who are really experienced in business too. And they're like, I haven't even really done content and they're kind of just yeah. getting started with that too. But no, it is great to, <clears throat> to just find something that you can stick with. And then the other kind of concern that I already know someone's going to think is like, but which one's the best, which one's the <laughs> best one? TikTok to Twitter, like X yeah. now, which one should I focus on? And in the end, it doesn't, like there isn't, is, there isn't one best option because no. there's so many people who do each one of them and they become successful. And I think it's because they do what you're talking about where they focus just like, how do I get good at this platform? You know, yeah. cause there's different nuances to each platform and the way that people study that platform or the way that they consume the content. It's like, if that intrigues you and sounds fun to you, then you should create that kind of content. Like everything has a vibe, you know, yeah. like podcasts have a vibe. Um, and you can make it be your own kind of unique vibe, but in general, they do have kind of like a stereotypical vibe. Like, uh, I actually saw a TikTok video about this and it was like them talking about like, how come like YouTube has like a, a voice where people say like, Hey, welcome to my channel. You know, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like acting kind of, yeah. and then TikTok also has like a voice or like a theme to it where it's just like super raw and like, Oh my God, like this thing happened, you know, it's just like a friend talking to a friend. And I think we can implement that in different things, but it's just interesting. So I think a great place to start is think about where do you really consume content? And if you watch a lot of TikTok videos and you're like, Oh, I'd love to have a channel like this or a TikTok, whatever it is, then 
go start making TikToks. Or if you really love YouTube, like I love watching YouTube videos, which is why I focus a lot more on my YouTube channel and then my podcast as well. I really stopped posting on social media because I didn't like it. I just use it now, like very minimally, maybe 30 minutes to an hour a week. And that's yeah. pretty much all I do. And I just find guests to come onto my podcast and I build relationships and I get in front of their audience and all this kind of cool stuff that you can leverage a podcast to grow your business with, you know? So I think that that's a great place to start though, is to find the one that you like to consume on and that you enjoy because you understand that content on in like an emotional level and then just start making it your own. Yeah, I agree. That's the best one to start on is the one that you're already using that you feel natural, just talking to people. There's not that many keys to success on a social media platform. Post content. Yeah. You, you can sit there and make the content better, but post content, engage with your audience. It's really all there is to it. So, I mean, figure out which one you're going to like to talk to your people on and then figure out which one you can post content to easily. I don't like sitting in front of a video camera and recording content all day long. So that's the last one I'm going to choose. I will focus on LinkedIn posts and Facebook posts and Twitter over all the other ones or X, I guess. Yeah. Is it Twitter still or is it just I, X? I haven't <laughs> I started on Twitter. <laughs> I don't even understand it. Um, yeah. yeah, man. So yeah. And I, 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 I wish that more people would just kind of like do what we're talking about. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm some perfect case. Like I make yeah. mistakes and you know, I, I do things wrong, but I show up on a consistent basis yeah. and that's why I've been able to grow. And I think what's cool about the whole on like just business thing is that you don't have to be perfect, but people mix, they get so hung up in perfection. And I had to catch myself recently with this, with like posting yeah. like YouTube videos stuff. I'm working with a YouTube coach and like, I try and put out like the best quality content that I can um, consistently. And that can, it kind of put me inside of like a little, uh, I guess a little tunnel where I was like, ah, oh, but it's not a good enough idea. So I should wait, you know? And then I didn't upload for a week, but it's like, it's not going to make or break. Cause I'm, my subscribers have grown a lot more just in the last week, even though I didn't post in my last yeah. week. Um, so it's not like the end of the world, but like I caught it and I was like, why didn't I post last week? Cause I post at least once a week. And, um, I was just like, realized I was getting stuck in kind of like that perfectionist mode where I'm like, oh, but it's like, it's not good enough idea. And I think that like, you do want it to be the best that you can with whatever you're posting, but at the same time, you have to just kind of put something out there. So I, I think what's really helpful and I'm kind of throwing the hammer down on myself here too, is just to have a publishing schedule of something. Yeah. If you say, I'm going to post three days a week on my Facebook or Instagram, then do it. If you're going to post five days, do it, but make sure it's manageable and think like, could I stick with this with the quality that I'm putting out? Uh, cause more quality is going to require more effort in each piece of content. Can I stick with this for 10 years, you know, posting five days a week. And if you're like, hell no, there's no way I could do that for 10 years straight. Then yeah. it's like, okay, maybe three days a week. It's like the same thing with YouTube. It's like, could I post one video a week for the, like 10 years? And it's like, yeah, I could do it at this level of quality or I could just post that then cool. But like, I thought about posting three days per week and I was like, realistically, like with all my clients and like different things that I kind of have in my business and like create, like, where's it going to be a time to create new products, you know, which yeah. is another thing to consider. It's like, well, I'm, I'm just going to be making content, which is great. But at the same time, like you have to make room for other things. So yeah, kind of interesting just to think about. Yeah, this is the this is the struggle that I've been on for the last few weeks. And so my answer to it is automation. 
So like I've been going through and creating all these different things for just being able to put content out very easily automated without me having to really do a whole lot for it. Um, it's been, it's been nice. I'm about two weeks into like an automated schedule and I'm about to start increasing the pace at which that goes out. So is that, is that for, um, are you doing that mostly for, uh, like social media posts? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Blog posts and social media posts type of stuff. So what tools are you using to like make those short kind of videos? Like the, I guess, Alex Hermosi style, which I imagine you're kind of going yeah. for <laughs> based on yeah. the conversation. Yeah. I, I swear I listen to other thought leaders besides Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I did listen to a lot of the game though. Um, this weekend, Great podcast. just some really good, really good podcast episodes. Um, no, so it's, it's primarily blog posts. Uh, I use Zapier a lot. I'm really big into Zapier automating processes. I love processes and, uh, designing, designing them, implementing them, helping other people with them. Um, I think that's a huge untapped market for, for people that want to go out there and learn the tools and the software out there. Um, but yeah, Zapier and other tools. I know there's a couple other ones that I haven't used. I just stick with the one that I know. Um, Zapier, ChatGPT, and then uh, like scheduling stuff, scheduling software. Um, that's the big stuff that I use. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a really cool tool that I think I've heard about, but I actually just tried it recently for if you make like YouTube videos um, or if you record your podcast and you have like zoom and you want to use yeah. the, the video clip, it's a uh, opus, opus, opus. A lot of people something. have told me about that and uh, speaking to my lack of desire to create video content. Um, that is something I've not looked into yet, but it's actually that is pretty legit. Radar. Like I was thoroughly impressed cause it took my YouTube video where I've already like done the editing and that sort of yeah. stuff and just put into a little clip. And nice. for being like totally automated AI, it's really impressive. And it literally already puts the captions yeah. like very similar to like the Alex Ramosi style with like the yellow captions uh, or green, you know, and um, I wonder if he uses Opus. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Heck no. No, no. no dude. He, no, uh, he has like whole marketing teams and he has like three to five different editors. So he has yeah. like editors for YouTube shorts and all that kind mm. of stuff. He's got the money, he can spend it, but like the smaller yeah. guys like us who don't have, don't make a hundred million dollars a year, <laughs> you know, yeah. we could, um, we could leverage these other tools, which is really great if you want to make more of that content. But like the thing too, for the listener is like, I stopped posting on social media and my income grew, which was kind of ironic and interesting because I just learned how to leverage different tools like my podcast, you know, yeah. or my YouTube channel and focus more on that because that brings leads to my business. And then the podcast, I get to make cool connections with people and that sort of stuff. And I get to present in front of other people's groups and their audience and all that stuff. And it really have to be posting on social media the way that people are always talking about it, yeah. which is really interesting. Um, you have your own podcast, right? Yeah. 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 So my, mine's the top investor podcast, the top investor we, podcast. Yeah. We just focus on real estate investing, knowledge, tips, tricks for starting and scaling real estate investors. Yeah. People like should have a podcast, not because yeah. not to, th I made a whole video about this on my YouTube channel, about how I made 4k in my first week of podcasting and, uh, in podcasting in this way, cause I've been podcasting for years yeah. and, um, yeah, just learning how to build relationships with a podcast. It's something I wish I did earlier on, which I did, but I didn't think about it 
the way I think about it now, you know, yeah. with podcasting and that sort of stuff. Cause I've been like, I didn't even think that this would happen, but I was, had a guy on the podcast about uh, SaaS companies. He was a software as a service guy. And yeah. um, he was like, we should have you on my podcast. I was like, okay, I'm down. Like, do you think it'd be helpful for people? He's like, yeah, like building online courses and automations and that sort of stuff. Like it'd be really cool for people who build software. And yeah. I went on his podcast. I don't think it's been published yet, but um, really cool conversation. It just opened my my eyes to a whole new world of like, I never thought about software companies as like, you know, you can create online courses for software companies. Like ClickFunnels is the perfect example, but so many people don't do what ClickFunnels does where yeah. they sell like knowledge products to complement the software that they sell. For example, like Trello is a big, Trello is this um, like huge project management tool. Yep. Um, so it's like you could work with Trello to build online courses about project management while you teach them like, here's how you use Trello to accomplish this. You know what I mean? And yeah. stuff like that. And I was like, whoa, dude, that's like brain exploded to a whole new world. So that $4,000, how did that come in? Was that, uh, was that advertisement? Was that affiliate stuff? Like, where did you make that no. money off of that? No. So there's a whole video on my YouTube channel, but, um, <clears throat> I had a dude on, I tell the whole story on there. It's like a six minute <laughs> video, but, um, I basically had someone on my podcast and he was like a leadership coach. And then mm -hmm. we started chatting and then he <clears throat> booked a call with me afterwards because he was like i want to learn more because i he was thinking about building an online course and then i was just like i can help you with that and then he was just interested in working with me and i was like holy crap like i can have conversations with people and then you know people some people are interested in like working with me but it's never like pushy or like yeah you have to work with me or anything like that it's just like if it comes up then that's rad um but like other people because like shortly after that maybe a couple weeks i um wasn't really making any money from the podcast per se, but I was just experimenting with it. And um, people weren't really booking calls with me afterwards, which was fine. And if it made sense, I would invite them. But some people invited me to come onto their podcast. So I went over onto their podcast and did my thing, you know, and invited people to check out my website and all that. And like having a good system in the back end led to people being like, oh, I can book a call with this guy. So mm -hmm. um, I was on these other people's podcasts and then I noticed that I got calls booked on my calendar and I had never talked to these people before. I'm like, where'd these people come from? We hopped on a call. I realized that they heard me on somebody else's podcast because I had a system, they picked on my lead magnet, were on my email list, and then they found out that they could book a call with me and then they booked a call and then I had like an 8K day. Nice. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah. So it's like, I wish that more people could like leverage kind of the podcast like that, but a lot of people just don't think about it, which is why yeah. I've been helping more of my clients like create that kind of system for themselves and uh, making it be a lot more streamlined and just like methodical. And then I'm going to make a course where people can have it. Cause I already like messaged my email list and all that stuff, which pro tip for the listener always do market research and see if people are interested in a product before you build it. <laughs> yeah. Pro tip. Uh, cause I didn't do that for years and they didn't make any money. And then, um, yeah, I just had like two different product ideas, like a productivity course to help them just be more efficient. And then the other one was how I use my podcast and people were like, nice. I want that one. So I'm going to build that eventually. Not the yeah. priority at this moment, but, um, <clears throat> cool. yeah, so it, it's such a great tool to make a podcast and there's, there's just a lot that I've learned about it, you know, and trying to think like, I feel like it makes sense for people like you and I very much, um, mm -hmm. you know, cause like, I think the best type of show that you can build is one where 
you have to think about it as like a three pronged kind of strategy where it's always about your audience more than anything, but you want to build the right kind of audience. So like my show is about how to start and grow an online business, uh, teaching the things that you know online, profit your knowledge, you know? Um, so people want to become more of an expert and teach things online, which is what I always dreamed of for so long. I am an expert and did teach stuff online and make income with different sources and all that kind of stuff. So I love sharing, tuning in things, but I like to bring on other experts. And these other experts either have an audience of people who are interested in what they do, who I could benefit in front of, like get in front of as well, or those people are interested in working with me as well. You know, so it's just like very full circle. Another example is this guy, Adam Adams, who was on my show and he was about podcasting. So he has a podcast, which I was also on, which is a podcast for people wanting to make money from a podcast where yeah. he interviews other podcasters who have made money. And then he helps people grow their podcast and make more money with their podcast with like yeah. becoming a top ranking podcast. And he's really good at what he does. Um, so nice. it's just, it's just like, that's like three prong. It's like, it's very full circle. So I'm like, how do you make it be really good for like a relationship coach? You know? Cause I think yeah. it's important is to get your guests who are interested that you could help or you could connect with and collaborate with, um, either one of those that's still going to be valuable for your audience and, um, yeah, it's just like, they're going to be interested in coming onto your show too, you know? Cause if it's about like losing weight, I think it would be cool actually. And just my brain's going right now is <laughs> like, uh, if it was a, if it was like a, um, you know, if it was about weight loss, you could have people come on. If you like to help women with weight loss, you could say, I want to share, to share your weight loss journey. It could be, you know, but then it's kind of thinking about like, how can you, like if you're a weight, a fitness coach, you could help them get stronger and achieve that next level of fitness, you know, yeah. but then they get on because they're like, I'd love to share like my weight loss journey of how I lost like 20 pounds in X amount of time or how I lost a hundred pounds, you know, and it's just like, that's cool for people to listen to, you know what I mean? So I think that that's important with the podcast strategy, but I don't want to go on a tangent too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I have a slightly different one with mine. So mine's all like, um, business development, right? So I find either I'll, I'll try to find lenders. Uh, that's a big part of what we do. And I'll try to build relationships with them and see if they might be a potential fit to join our lender network. Um, I use it also as a way to vet them, make certain that they're a real lender and not a broker or something like that. Um, we'll sit there and use it for, you know, the one thing that I haven't done yet, but I've been building into since I started is we're a, a startup that could be VC funded. I've had people who invest in startups on the podcast and, uh, you know, there's, I'm building relationships with them and trying to bring them business and ideas and, and connections. And so hopefully if I decide to go venture funded route, then that's an existing relationship with a funder that I might be able to leverage. Um, just different stuff like that. There's a lot of different reasons why someone can start a podcast, what the actual outcome is like, yeah, having audience is great. And someone might hear my show and might hear that I own a software product that could help them and they might join it, but I look at it a different way. And, um, that's, that's really what I use mine for is just business development. Yeah, totally. And like, I, I love learning about stuff too. Like if I'm considering, you know, paid ads or something, uh, yeah. or if I'm like really interested in YouTube strategy, I just made a post on my Facebook, it was like, I'm looking for a YouTube expert to come onto my podcast. Who do mm. you know? And a bunch of people were like, Oh, check out this person, check out this person. Yeah. Now I have some YouTube experts coming onto my podcast who nice. I get to connect with. And, um, I just, I want to learn more about YouTube, which is great. I, I have a YouTube coach, you know, I'm always interested in if I can find another person as well. Cause I'm, 
<clears throat> want to try different coaches and stuff for YouTube. But also, you never know. I mean, they could be like, I'm actually trying to make a YouTube course. And I'm like, oh, cool. I can help you with that. Um, stuff like that. Yeah. So there's, there's just so much opportunity that you can create by using a podcast. Because like, who doesn't want to come on to a fun podcast? Assuming it's a good show. Absolutely. Assume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Chris, where, uh, or I guess like based on your career and mm. just being an entrepreneur, you know, you, you've been in a lot of different things. You've worked in construction, you've done like real estate investing and then creating software as well. Um, just in general, what do you wish someone would have told you early on? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I'm not one of the types of people that like to go back and, and think about how things could have been different or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. I was a, I invested pretty early in, in crypto and sold it all pretty early way mm -hmm. before I ever made any money. Um, so like there's, there's always different things that I could have went back and changed. I wish the one thing that I would have done earlier, and maybe someone could have told me this is don't analyze it for how you should have done things, but analyze the things that you did so that you don't make those same mistakes in the future. Um, so I've repeated some of my stakes, mistakes from my early days as an entrepreneur. And I wish I would have, uh, done a little bit more self-analysis in those mistakes and, and really understood what I did wrong mm. um, early on. And I may have prevented some of the, the things that have happened, <laughs> you know, a second time, but that'd be the closest thing maybe. Yeah. No, I mean, that's freaking great advice. Um, it's the feedback that we get from ourselves. There was a saying that's yeah. like, make a mistake once and you can learn from it, but make it twice. And it was like, intentional basically it was something yeah. along those lines it's like okay you you should have learned from it the first time you know but you keep making yeah. the same mistake it's like you're doing it to yourself basically so yeah yeah i think it's important to take on feedback from things that we build especially we build like systems and things a lot of people if they build like a funnel for example with a course they'll be mm -hmm. like it didn't work this sucks and then they just throw their hands up in there and walk away and it's like yeah. okay well why didn't it work you know Oh, if you take an honest look at it and you look at your sales copy or your email copy, it's not good. Like it's really just not persuasive. There's no emotion there. You're not attacking or not pinpointing a certain feeling or anything. And it's like, well, that's a problem, you know? And it's just yeah. like a, it's like a puzzle piece building an online business. And, um, if you like have conversations or you're doing sales calls, like record your calls, listen back and be like, why didn't it work? And then you can look at it and be like, oh, I obviously said something that, you know, offended them or I didn't repeat back what they were saying. I didn't really make them feel heard and connected. You know, I can, and you can see where things go wrong and then take notes. So, you know, next time I'm gonna do it better. It's like when yeah. football teams or any sports team plays a game, what do they do the next day? They go and watch the footage. Yeah. And see, what did we do wrong? How can we do better? And I think that yeah. being able to do that with anything in life is uh, incredibly valuable. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, Chris, where can people get connected with you, learn more about what you're doing in the world? Yeah, I'm really easy to get in touch with. Um, my website is thechrismarshall.com. There you can find a link to a lot of the companies that I own right now, a lot of the stuff that I do. Um, hasn't been updated in a little bit. I need to go back and probably do that. Um, but there's a couple of things that we still own and do and have. So uh, there's stuff to all that on there. Uh, my phone number's on there. So you can call or text me, 
they can have it here, 573-330-2054. Really easy to get in touch with. <laughs> Sweet. Right on. We'll put links down in the description for anyone interested in getting connected with Chris. For the listener, um, I know we covered a lot of stuff. We talked about podcasting. We talked about yeah. <laughs> a lot of things here. But um, if there's something sticking inside your mind, you're like, I really want to take action on that. If it's just like getting started with a content channel or checking out, you know, some of the AI tools we talked about, like Opus and things like that, like just try some stuff. I feel like people mm -hmm. just stay so, so stuck because they just keep themselves stuck. And they're like, like you said, analysis paralysis, like there's so many options, you know, what do I do? What's the best one? And how's it going to be perfect? And it's like, yeah, it's not like you have to, you have to just start and then the work will teach you how to do it. So just get started, get to work and figure it out. That's really yeah. big brother advice that we can give you. So take what you learned here. Oh, you were gonna say something? Yeah, 70, 20, 10. So I heard this for a different sort of circumstances, but I applied it to the work that I do. So 70% is the work. I spend 70% of my time working on the things that I know will work. I spend 20% of the times that I think might work, but not exactly sure. And then there's 10% where I just experiment. I'll do random stuff. Mm. I think I heard it about marketing, um, doing like marketing channels and stuff like that. And so I just also applied that to kind of my life and the things that I work on. So, um, yeah, yeah. If, if spend at least 10% of your time, whatever you normally your working time is at least 10% on some random harebrained idea that may or may not work, but you're going to do it anyways. Cause it, it could seems work. Cool. Cause yeah. it could work. Yeah. yeah, no, I like that advice. That's awesome. So for the listener, take what you learned here, get out there, make something happen, and we'll see you in the next one.